Have you noticed how much things have changed since you became a mum? Do you feel as though you're the only one struggling to adjust to this new norm? Can you no longer see clearly the things that felt so transparent before? Well friend, you are not alone, and we are here to invite you into our mummy village so that you always have somewhere to turn and a place where you belong. Together, we will try and bring to light the common struggles of the modern Orthodox mama and delve into scripture in the hope of navigating through all of our doubts on this new and exciting journey. So come as you are and open your heart and mind to embrace the transformation God has in store for you. Hi everyone and welcome back to the Mami Podcast. Um, today for today's episode, we have a very special guest. We have Therese. Hi Therese. Hi. Um, so people who might go to St. Mark's Church in Arncliffe would know Therese. Um, she is a mother of three beautiful children uh, and she's agreed to join us today while we discuss a topic that I think all of us struggle with. Um, whether we say it out loud or not, I think that's the general theme of a lot of these podcasts. <laughs> it's their struggles. Yeah. <laughs> their struggles that we all have to deal with. Um, but today we want to discuss, I guess, finding or rediscovering our identities now that we're mums. So we're calling this episode Finding Our Mum Identity because I really believe once we become mums, one, we find it really hard to get over the fact that we're now someone else or get over, you know, this idea of being mm. a completely different version of who I once was. And two, we really struggle to let go of that who I once was. We grieve that person we once were and now we kind of have to find ourselves in this new role as a mum. Mm -hmm. um, and if you're anything like me, being thrown into... Not just the deep end, but like the deepest of depths of all oceans. <laughs> being thrown into that, having not being really prepared for what was to come, not really knowing, like just to give you a bit of a background, I booked a, <laughs> my husband and I booked a trip to Hawaii with a six-week-old but we booked it when I was pregnant because we truly believed, we really, really believed that life was going to be exactly the same <laughs> with a six-week-old. So, yes, I struggled. I still can't believe To get you to that, that point, yeah. And we were, we were in Hawaii and there was a night. I digress. Oh, so I'm sorry. It. We did it. We, they oh, did wow. it. We booked it when I was pregnant and we both looked at each other and like, yep, yeah, yeah, why not? That's you know? so funny. Yeah. Um, and then I remember there was a night. I, that, that look I know, that Therese just gave you. Yeah, yeah I, we did it. Um, oh, and no. there was a night in Hawaii where everyone went out and we just looked at each other and we're like, I'm done. Yep. Like, I, I'm, I'm not going anywhere. She's sleeping. I'm going to oh. sit on this on this couch. I'm going to order pizza. And that's it. And, and I'm, watch I'm just going to watch Netflix, but there was whatever. probably no yeah, Netflix yeah. at that time. Yet. I'm just going to watch whatever the TV throws at me. I'm just, <laughs> I'm done. I'm not going out. I'm pretty sure this was like week one of our two-week holiday. <laughs> we were so done. So that was eye-opening. Um, but yeah, so going back, <laughs> I was definitely someone who struggled to accept this kind of new role and this 
new responsibility and this new person, this new person who couldn't do the things that she was able to do before, who couldn't do simple things like run out for a second and grab a coffee or, you know, grab something from Coles to make for dinner, make dinner, Um, whatever it was. Like I really struggled with the little tiny things that I think I took for granted that were in my day to day. And then all of a sudden having that stripped away so quickly. Mm. So that's what we're talking about today. Um, And I know we're not the only ones who go through it uh, because it is a really big transition and it's a really big change from anything we're really used to going from not being a mum to being a mum. Yeah, it's it's eye-opening is probably the right way. I'm going to put a disclosure. It's not all bad. (laughs) Yeah, sorry. (laughs) Sorry. (laughs) (laughs) We focus too much on the reality, I think. Mm. Like it's it's very difficult, but there are some nice things that occur through yeah. that, and I think maybe all of us would agree um, that ultimately it makes you a better person. It's yeah. just that 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 path is really challenging. Mm. Yeah. But on the other side, or not that we're at the other side, you you slowly realize that yeah. it's kind of a necessary um, journey, transition, yeah, yeah, transition to become like a better version yeah. of yourself. Yeah. Mm. And we know God refines us through this process. Mm. And I think the process of motherhood or even just that transition, that immediate transition, it's such a kind of quick refinement. Mm. (laughs) It's like you get to a place where, and I'm not there, but you get to a place where you can see you're being changed and transformed every single day if we just let him. Mm. but because it's so quick Mm. it's hard to kind of see that so hopefully we can talk about some of the positives Mm. as well Mm. yeah I think I've always believed that God prepares us during the pregnancy so the Mm. baby doesn't just arrive in the delivery you know Mm. just part of the day but it's (laughs) this like you know there's the process of of conceiving Mm. and like you know, that expectation and that patience that you mm. need. You can't just, it's not just like you put in an order now, everything is sort of very <laughs> immediate. Yeah. Like I want a pizza or I want McDonald's and I'm going to order on Uber Eats. And if it doesn't come in half an hour, I'm going to put a bad review. And that's, <laughs> that's that. So it's something, it's, it's a process of waiting and, and you got to really pray about it. And mm. it teaches you patience because mm. it's one thing that's completely out of your mm-hmm. control. Yeah. And you just imagine, okay, yeah, I'm going to get married in two years. Yeah, I'm going to have a baby and then it's going to be born exactly now mm. just to make sure that, you know, yeah. it works out with the school year later when they start school. <laughs> and, and you try to calculate it all to time it with your friends yeah. and it just doesn't work that way. Mm. And I've heard so many stories where it's a it's a real process and it, and it tries you in so many different ways. Um, so that process teaches you patience mm. and it builds character and builds uh, a connection or like, you know, strengthens your relationship with your partner because you're, you're in it together. Yeah. And then there's the pregnancy and then that takes from you in another way mm. because it's, it's changing your body and you're like, what is happening? <laughs> yeah. Like, mm. yeah, yeah. Like it's, you've been you don't hijacked. Recognize it. Yeah. You've actually been hijacked and you don't know what's happening and then it's never the same. And you have another <laughs> kid and it's again. Mm. And you're like, how am I ever going to get back? (laughs) (laughs) Um, uh, And then there's the breastfeeding process. And so everything is changing. And, but I think because it's those stages, there's the the conceiving, the pregnancy itself, 
and then those first, uh, like I'd say, three months is mm. the hardest uh, transition. And so God is giving us the opportunity to, to learn. Mm. And, and okay, you're giving up your body for the sake of this child. And so that's one part. And then now you're giving up your time, mm. your sleep, your energy, your social life, everything. Yeah. Um, but I guess it's a, a season. Uh, and I think we have to keep in perspective that our children will only be young for a very short time of their lives and a very short time of our lives. Mm. And so we want to try to savor it and, you know, just make the most of it. So whenever I have one of those days where everyone's just making a, making a mess of it, then Mm. I try to sort of keep in perspective that they're healthy, they're they're well, they're with me Mm. and, and, you know, things aren't going to go well Mm. all the time. It's not one of those commercials. Mm. Mm. Um, and so to keep it in perspective and to see that other people are going through struggles with their children on a different level. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like there's there's all sorts of um, other concerns which are completely out of their control. So misbehavior isn't so bad, mm. you know, mm. and it sort of lets you let things go yeah. and mm. not have such a high expectation yeah. of your four-year-old when they're behaving like a child. Yeah. <laughs> they're a child. They're a child. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, and I think I'm totally guilty of that. Like, you know, <laughs> I, and I think Leah will do something and I'll just be like, what, what, what? I don't understand. Why? Yeah. My husband will just gently be like, because she's two. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. Oh, <laughs> right. Yeah. Um, but yeah. And I, I think it's not so much, not only are our expectations, I guess, on them a little bit unreasonable sometimes. Um, but I think our expectation of ourselves, which mm. you've mentioned a mm. lot, and I think even after, you know, blowing up at misbehaving or doing something, I still, the, it comes back to me. I'm like, how could I have done that? Mm. And then we kind of just focus so, I guess, solely on ourselves in whatever kind of season it is. Do you mm. know what I mean? Like, it's hard even when they misbehave or even when things are haywire or things are just blowing up everywhere, it still somehow comes back to me. Mm. And then to have that added pressure of having to go through this, not only feeling guilty about everything and everything that's out of your control, but then to think, okay, well, the person I was before all this was super chill. And then that kind of <laughs> adds another load mm onto already really heaven, heavy mm-hmm. burdened mm-hmm. shoulders. Mm-hmm. And so that makes it really hard. So I think it, as hard as it is, we have to somehow, we have to try and find this zen mm-hmm. as mums mm-hmm. where we don't feel that guilt, one, from the things around us, but two, when we're constantly reminded by the things that we're not or the things that we can't do. Mm. And I think that's really hard in itself. And I think that kind of dictates how we act in every other situation. Mm-hmm. Actually, a little thing that I've started doing recently after we, you know, I think uh, just watching people like str- struggle to even have kids in the mm. first place is I think back to like all the things that I feel like I'm missing out on now, mm. you know, like going and sitting and having a coffee by myself or like, going shopping and then, you know, taking my time. And I think to myself, actually, back then when I was trying to have a kid, all I, I, I 
would have easily mm. said, I'll give this all mm. up in a heartbeat mm. for it, for a child. Mm. And that's where I am now. Mm. But it's so easy to forget like yeah. where you where you were at that point, yeah. you know. Mm. Um, so now I feel like for me anyway, I try to make an active effort to be like, yeah. hold on, no, it's mm. not. I don't actually not want them around. Yes. I do and I love them. And that's like that just puts things. It's like you were saying, Therese, like about putting things in perspective, mm. like trying to remember mm. that they're here and they're healthy, and yeah. that's what matters mm. ultimately. Mm. That's not to say that we shouldn't grieve over who we were and yeah, the things yeah, that we sure. loved yeah. in our right. dreams. It's just trying to yeah make sense of it, I guess, mm. for me anyway. Because yeah. that was a, that definitely was a big struggle for me. Like I felt like I went from like one extreme to the other like mm. I had all these ideas of what my life would be like mm. what kind even what kind of parent I'd be I think mm. I kind of thought you know now mm. I'm going to be on top of things I'm going to be super organized my kids are going to be so well behaved they're not going to have like anything any any anything that's potentially bad for them I'm going to be all over it and then when I was a mother or became a mother um, that is not at all mm. who I was you know um even like it, even decisions that I, I saw other people making about their kids and mm. I was like you know why yeah. are they doing that that's like and now I'm like that. oh yeah. my goodness that makes yeah. so much sense now <laughs> yeah. and I, it's that that whole saying of you know everyone knows how to parent until yeah. they become a parent <laughs> yes, it's true. and yeah. it's true you just you think you know it all and yeah. then you realize yeah and like you'll 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 listen to a podcast and you come away so empowered and you're yeah. like, yes, <laughs> I'm I never gonna raise this. my voice <laughs> yes I'm only going to be intentional yeah. and I do believe in all of that yeah. yeah in being intentional and just being you know catching yourself before you do react mm. yes so that you can think and process and then respond mm. uh and all of that is important but when you're in the heat of the moment yeah, you know, sometimes you've got a yeah. few of them attacking you at the same time <laughs> <laughs> you just want to throw your arms up and go hi yeah. yeah. <laughs> or the stove is on fire yes <laughs> and your husband's in his office with his noise cancelling headphones <laughs> And you're chasing a toddler and a dog oh, around no. the house while the stove is on fire. Hypothetically. <laughs> True, True story. <laughs> Sorry, yes, hypothetically. Um, but, yeah, and, and, you know, like that's still the dream of my – every morning I wake up and I say the exact same thing. Yeah. Today I'm going to be this kind of parent yes. and I'm going to do this. And, you know, she's not going to put a chocolate in her mouth. Today's the day. Yes. Today's the day where I'm putting my foot down. And then what she gets for breakfast is like M&M's. <laughs> like, well, that dream didn't go as I planned. I um, but yeah, and, and on that, what you were saying about, you know, having that cup of coffee by myself and thinking about people who struggle to fall pregnant. Um, there's a, just the other day, actually, there's a travel blogger that I um, follow on Instagram and she always has the most beautiful picturesque photos up of all these places around the world and I I almost like I I look at her page with kind of this envy mm. um, I'm like you know one day I will go here and I'll show you know my husband I'm like look how beautiful this place is this should be on our bucket list blah, blah blah and it just looks so beautiful and just the other day she shared a heart-wrenching video of her like struggle with fertility mm. and how her and her husband have been trying for so long and she's kind of recorded all the injections and all the doctor's visits only to get terrible news mm. in the end. And mm. seeing that 
kind of just woke me up a bit Mm. more like yes I can have bad days and yes it's Mm. okay to grieve the person who I was but I'm here because God felt I needed this to be saved that's how I see it Mm. I needed motherhood to be a better version of that person I once Mm. was Mm. and yes it's okay to grieve the things that I'm not able to do but I just think and again this is much easier said than done Mm. And it's really hard to remember this in the heat of the moment. But I'm here for a reason. And there's a reason, you know, God is refining me in this specific moment, in this specific process. And I just need to be content and be open and willing to accept the challenge Mm -hmm. and to kind of accept the refining. Because otherwise it's really a wasted opportunity Mm -hmm. if I'm Mm -hmm. just not taking the time to think how God is fashioning me the way he wants me to be fashioned. What does he want from me right here, right Mm. now? If I can't offer anything else, if I can't offer myself up in service, like we discussed last time, if I can't offer myself up elsewhere, I have a family that now needs me. I can offer up myself to them. Mm -hmm. And we were talking before about how motherhood is, you know, modern day martyrdom. And I believe that Mm. 1000% because that's the only thing that might, I might have (laughs) a chance. Um, But, you know, I I truly believe if I can't be a person, I, the person I once was, then I need to make the best of who I am now. And it's, Mm. it's so, so hard. And I wake up every day with this beautiful idea that this is how I'm going to carry myself throughout the day. Mm. And by noon, it's, it's, I'm glad you make it till then. <laughs> yeah, I'm being, being generous. <laughs> 9 ah! a.m., yeah. <laughs> and just, you know, it just goes down the hallway and into the trash and it's just yeah. like, it's gone. Um, but I, I guess I, I guess if we just keep trying to remind ourselves, hopefully God's grace will carry us through mm. the, the rest mm. of the way. Because I, mm. I know I can't do, the, do it on my own and I know I can't just keep bringing that to mind without constantly grieving the person I want to be or the person Mm. I once was or all the dreams that I had before that are now either on hold or completely gone Mm. because I'm a mum yeah I think a big one um and like some things that people have spoken about is like career and Mm. I think your career definitely changes Mm. once you have a kid and you might not be able to achieve all the things that you want to achieve and kind of making like your peace with that Mm. I guess Um, and I know for me, like I had a moment after I went back to work, like just casual shifts after I had Abby. Um, and I was like, I was still at that point thinking, oh, maybe I should go into like specialty training, whatever. And then I went to work, saw a kid who was the same age as Mm. Abby and she was really, really sick and my heart broke. And I was like, you know what? I'm not the same person Mm. that I was Mm. nine months ago when I still hadn't had, like I was pregnant but I hadn't had her. Mm. And that for me was a very big eye-opening moment that maybe for some people it works, for some women it works. But for me, that's how much I had changed, that I couldn't, like, do the same job that I was doing, couldn't emotionally, like, carry the burden of what I was carrying before Mm. after I became a mum. And I think that's a really hard thing to accept because... I think how like it, it society generally places so much like expectation that you will have a kid but you'll also achieve your career goals yeah. and you'll do both of them to like 
the highest level yeah. and it's well maybe again maybe for some people it's possible but for me yeah. that was just not possible mm. because the sacrifices that I was going to have to make in my family life to me to make mm. my career work were not, not were it. not worth it for yeah. me anyway yeah. um and like it's not a judgment on anyone mm. who does things differently it's just for me personally yeah. that's not what what worked um but then by the same token for me work was a really big part of my mm. identity and who I was mm. and it still is and so I think I just had to find a different way to make that work mm. for me um and I know something that helped me I, I still remember very clearly feeling very lost after I had Abby and feeling very like I really don't know who I am anymore mm. I've all the things that kind of I don't want to say grounded, but perhaps I rightly or wrongly built my self-image of myself on mm. were suddenly gone. You know, my job, my friends, my service, my all of mm. that, even even my prayer life, all of those things were so dramatically different that I looked at the person that I now was and I was like, I just don't, I don't know mm. who I am and I don't know how to rediscover that. Mm. And for me, going back to work actually really, really mm. helped me. Um, I know for some people they love being at home um, and they really embrace that part of their identity, which is so beautiful to see. But for me, I think finding one aspect of my, mm. my, my mm. former life, so to speak, really, really just helped me appreciate that yeah. maybe I wasn't the same, <laughs> but there were still things that yeah I could kind of carry through. Um but I do know that that's something that people really struggle with. Like how, how do they manage, like w what happens with their careers? Mm. Is this like goodbye to who you were and all the things that you worked for mm. in the past? I don't know. What do you guys think? I think uh, you have to really look at it. Like you said, every mm. person is so different. Mm. And I know people that just had to stay home mm -hmm. and they had to stay home for months and months because they they felt that's what they needed to do and that's fine but mm -hmm. if I had stayed home I would have lost my mind mm -hmm. like I I need to sort of just get up and get on with it mm -hmm. yeah. and I did that from the start with all my kids just because I knew I don't know I think I would have just I, I wouldn't have dealt well with it mm -hmm. I just needed the fresh air I needed see other people even mm. if I just go out for a coffee in the morning mm. and come back and then Paul sleeps um, um, and at that time my husband had started working from home as well so it was nice to have mm. that presence just mm. another person mm. an adult mm. um, around even though we're not really hanging out or anything yeah. it's just to know that okay there's, there's still life it's not me and a crying baby <laughs> uh, so I think each uh, person sort of uh discovers that in a different way mm. so if it is just being um you know when you're getting a lot of support from the family and that's helping you through it mm. or if you're just sort of leaving leaving uh your bub with with your husband and and going out just for a walk mm. just to feel like you know fresh air on your skin mm. like to have a shower i remember the first time oh. i ever had a close friend who had a a baby because before you have kids or you have close friends around you that have kids it's a diff it's a bubble yeah. you have no idea what a mum wants you yeah. have no idea yeah and then the first time I visited someone that was close I remember she had just had the baby and I started crying when I saw her I don't know why <laughs> um I'm not sure if she'll hear this and she'll not say um uh, I, I just felt overwhelmed mm. <laughs> emotion yeah 
and I uh, I cried. Um, uh, and then when I visited her at home, all she wanted to do was have a shower. So I just held her baby, mm. and she wouldn't have a shower. And mm. I was like, "This is." I, I had no idea like that was a big deal. Like, yeah. Mm. To to need time for that, yeah. like, why could you just leave the baby and go have a shower? Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, and then I learned you could just take the bouncer next to the shower, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and that's an option too. Um, but I think what I'm trying to say is every person has to sort of uh, try to prepare yourself as as much as you can, but nothing will prepare you until you have the baby yeah. itself, and so you have to see what your needs are, speak to the people around you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Don't don't go it alone because mm. it is tough and and it varies between people as well. So, I know people who who did um, have a really hard time and they felt like nobody prepared them for that because they could only see so much mm. of what mm. others were going through. So if you're having a hard time, you should really just reach out and you don't know the person next to you or your yeah. your, your closest friend might have gone through it too, but they didn't know they should mm. speak up mm. because the sooner you do. Um, sort of reach out and get that help or just even literally just talking about it makes yeah. you feel better yeah. um, or speaking to your partner about it. It'll give you that relief and uh, sort of relieve a bit of that tension. And mm. so then you can yeah. find management, uh, find a way to better manage it. Yeah. Mm. As well. Yeah. And I think as well uh, on a point earlier that you made Marina, like society does put a lot of pressure on us mm. to have it all together from the beginning. Like mm. you have to be, super mom and the people that you're seeing everywhere on social media on billboards you know in the healthy food aisle all the mums on the packets yeah. all the ones that are just amazing at everything and they're the same mums that sell you know furniture like, in, again, <laughs> like, just like you see all these kind of power mums all around you and that's what you your benchmark becomes mm. and it's like well I too can chase a dream this early on. I too can do anything. Like these people are telling me I can do anything. Don't Mm. let motherhood stop you. Mm. But I think for us as Christians, like if we're going with the whole, I'm going to say belief because it's my true belief that motherhood Mm. is martyrdom. If we're going with that self-sacrificing view of motherhood and not just this baby factory that's just producing Mm. a family, if I'm truly looking at motherhood like the martyrdom it is, like the sacrifice it is, then that kind of all, all the other noise that we're seeing elsewhere should get drowned out mm-hmm. by that. But that's not going to come if my identity is rooted in everything that I see around me. If yeah. I define myself by my career or by my husband or by my status or by how many clothes I own or how accomplished I am in all my extracurricular activities which are zero right now (laughs) if I define myself if I put my worth in the hands of these things I will always fall short and it's exactly like motherhood if I define myself as a mum and I am a mum and this is my role then I will constantly fall short because I'm not meeting my own expectations. I'm not meeting society's expectations. I'm not meeting this perfect mother, you know, um, picture that I've painted in my head. And I become obsessed with my child and I become obsessed with the right way to do things in inverted commas. Like I, I become obsessed with being a mum 
and I haven't rooted my identity in the sacrificing love of Christ, in Christ himself, you know, Mm. then I will fall short. I will always fall short and Mm. I will always grieve because I'm never going to be that person. And I think for me what helped or what is constantly helping now is, yes, I grieved the person I was, all the dreams I had and all the places I wanted to see and, you know, all the things I wanted to do. And I had a picture that by 30 I was going to be someone completely different. (laughs) Um, You know, what helped me kind of move a bit more smoothly into this role was tapping into my hobbies Mm. before. Some things that I always wanted to do but never had the time or never really got to sit at a desk and do something Mm. that I loved. And one of the listeners actually um, reached out to us and she used to love sketching and she never she never did it before she was a mum because she didn't have time. She was constantly working. And now when her kid goes to sleep, she starts to sketch and she just sketches the most beautiful pictures. And it's just little things like that that kind of – that may – it might help you, it might not. Again, everyone's different. You just have to see what kind of mm. helps you – find your grounding in Christ rather than anything else Um, but what helped me was tapping into a few hobbies a few little things on the side that could kind of give me a bit more of a zest and a zeal for Christ again Mm. like you gave me this and now I'm gonna try and you know honor you through this work that Mm. I've never been able to do before and hopefully that you know will help me Mm. And, you know, it might help you, it might not, but I think it's, Mm. you know, if you're stuck in a rut like I was, constantly thinking about who I was Mm. and now who I am, that might be something to think Mm. about. Mm. I think you touched on a really good point there. Because if, um, like, going back to that bit of it being like you're honouring the role of motherhood, Mm. it's not a burden. Mm -hmm. I think if we come into motherhood or we experience it and we're having a hard time and then we just label it as a burden Mm. it's always going to be your objective will always be to escape it Mm. and oh what was me and you know I I wish I could have done that but I've got this you know this burden that I have to look after and if you're going into life like that it's such a negative negative thing Mm -hmm. and it's going to be it's going to be a real burden on you all all through the mm. journey and it's mm. it's it's a long journey um, but if we sort of honor it as a role that now encompasses everything else so it's not mm. just another tick on the yeah. on the list it's not okay finish school get the best uh, mm. what is it i don't know eight hours <laughs> oh, we were you yeah yeah gosh um and then get into the course that i want to finish uni and then start working and then find the person that you want to marry and then it's just and then have kids, then it's just another tick on, on mm-hmm. the list. That's then right. it's yeah. going to be, you're going to be really let down. Mm-hmm. But if you take this as, it's almost like a service that God has called you to um, and you use it as a real opportunity to raise these people, mm-hmm. to raise new humans. Nobody else is going to do this. Mm-hmm. You know, if um, there's anything that God will hold you accountable to, I really believe it will be how you raise your children yeah. because nobody else is doing it. Mm. Yeah. Okay. Somebody else can be that excellent doctor. Somebody mm-hmm. else can be that 
entrepreneur that came up with whatever. Yeah. You know, but at the end of the day, nobody else is going to love and, and nurture and, and create that security for these children because they're mm. yours, you know. Mm. Um, and so I think that can be a burden on your mind, but if you offer it up to God, and that's what we all try to do, um, and you ask for his support and you ask for his grace and you ask for him to cover your your weakness and um, to help you through it, then it's a very different experience completely. Mm. Um, because now it is it is one of the biggest things that you're ever going to have to do. Mm. Um, and all the other priorities sort of are readjusted, you know, even if it's just for a time. Like even with your career. I know people that went and studied medicine after they had kids. Yeah. And that's their career because you work for a whole lot longer after they are less dependent on you. Yeah. Um, and so if that's what you want to do, just realize this is just a season. It's just a time mm. uh, where you might have to put certain things on hold. But it's not the end. Mm. And you see like, you know, those those young hip theaters yeah. <laughs> who are so active and they look amazing and yep. they do all that stuff because they now have that security in their minds that okay i've done that yes I, i've covered that my kids are, are well they're they're planted in mm. the church they they are on the right path um and then your life will come like and mm. they're you don't have to wait till they're finished and yeah. and <laughs> but i think we just have to keep things in perspective that okay it's not an instant thing that we're yeah. going to be able to tick off get yeah, motherhood it's it's a journey yeah. it's a relationship and anything that's worth uh our time or anything that's important is worth our time yeah you know so if we um i just read something today that said anything you want to be good at requires study Mm. and so if you want to be good at parenting or or motherhood Mm. or uh that as part of your identity and as part of who you want to be like and you want to be good at it then you have to invest time mm. into it, invest prayer into it and um, just be teachable and, mm. you know, be willing to sort of stop and say, okay, this isn't working, I'm going to adjust this. Or yeah. I saw somebody was really successful in this type of discipline or whatever. Mm. And don't be so hard on yourself. Mm. You know, you're going to make you're gonna make mistakes. But at the end of the day, that's what makes us human mm. and, you know, God is always there to sort of just bring mm. us back and yeah. to, to guide us and to teach us through it. You know, yeah. sometimes I need the time out, not mm. the kids, but, you know. Mm. <laughs> I feel like I need to put myself in time out more often, I agree. Yeah, <laughs> it's true, though. Mm. Like, I think it really is a privilege to raise new people. I like how you mm. phrase that. Like, they are new people. They're untouched by the world, unblemished, mm. and it's literally our job to guide them through that and build them into who they're going to be Mm. and you're right we definitely forget that and we like I know I definitely at some point in my life resented them like Mm. or resented having children because I was like what have I done um but it is the biggest privilege it really really is and I love like that you basically you just need to change your focus from that you know, this is something that I have to like suffer through, like you mm. said, to something that I should enjoy. And actually, I was listening to a sermon this morning. It's actually a really, really old sermon from like 2009 by, oh, wow. yeah, really old. You've gone through them all. You're no, no, no. <laughs> I haven't even like, that's how far back I have to start. No, it literally just 
it popped up into in my upper room media. Anyway, doesn't matter. Yeah. <laughs> I just feel like God wanted me to hear it today, which is why I'm sharing. So basically, it's um, Father Anthony Messiah, and he's got a whole series on joy. Mm. Um, and he said, he may have been paraphrasing one of the church fathers. I don't know. I can't really remember. But what he said effectively was that um, happiness comes from happenings. Have you heard it, I Therese? remember hearing yeah, that. Yeah. It might have been back in 2009. <laughs> <laughs> old. <laughs> so, so, yeah, he says happiness comes from happenings, so the things around us. But joy comes from within. And Christ has promised us joy, like true joy. Mm. Um and he said he got everyone basically to do this exercise where he said just write one thing down that you're like if this was sorted mm. i would be happy i would be joyful mm. I, my life would be perfect and he's like and then he he goes on to say you know uh, he gave the example of saint paul who you know wrote philippians the joyful epistle mm. while he was in prison and mm. at the moment that everything that he he had been working towards had completely crashed you know he was now in jail about to die in rome when all he wanted to do was go to rome and preach to everyone and he's writing about joy and i think for me that was a real like light bulb moment that even in the days that are tough that shouldn't be what makes me happy or Mm. sad even Mm. in the moments where i feel like i have nothing under control that all of my plans have gone to like nothing you know i have no control of my kids i'm not moving anywhere in my career i'm like you know, not um, my social life isn't where I want it to be. Even in those moments, I should have true joy. Mm. And I think sometimes part of our issue, like you said, Maria, is that we look to other things to build our identity. Mm. But also that I, I know for me, at least sometimes we look at our kids and expect them to give us joy and happiness, but that's not their role. Mm. That's not why we have them. That's not the, the function behind, you know, children or child raising mm. or parenthood our joy really can only come from one source. And so if we shift our focus and make our focus him instead of thinking me, 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 this is what Mm -hmm. I've given up, this is what I've had to do, this is what I can't do anymore, then you really start to find joy in even the littlest of things because he's there with you. You know, Mm -hmm. he's there in the moment that you're praying with your child at nighttime before you put them to bed. He's there when they, you know, come up to you out of nowhere and go, oh, I love you, mummy, and give you a big cuddle. You know, all those moments that we, at least, you know, me, I know I'm not afraid to say I take them for granted often, you know. Definitely. Especially like, you know, I put the kids to sleep and then this voice comes out and goes, Mummy, I love you. And I'm like, just go to bed. <laughs> <laughs> Don't say it so- again. <laughs> if I hear one. <laughs> so. <laughs> my, my daughter does that. If she yeah. doesn't, if she knows that she's asking for the wrong thing, she'll say like she'd be like the right thing mommy yeah yeah mommy mommy and i've been like what and i said don't repeat the question i heard you i answered you and she'd be like i love you (laughs) and to anyone that doesn't know says oh that's so sweet no no it's not so you don't know (laughs) oh my gosh same exactly the same but yeah like i think we take those things for granted and there is a lot of joy to be found but the joy is not found because of them it's found because of christ Mm. um and that definitely took me a long time to realize and obviously it's something i'm still rediscovering because for me when i was listening to father anthony say those words today i was like oh my goodness he's so Mm. right and also i found for me that 
when I really thought about it, there wasn't just one thing in my life that I could be like, yep, if that was fixed. Yes. It's a list. Yeah. Once you tick one and then you get it, it's like, like, you know, if I just had this, if I just bought this, then I'd be happy. Yeah. I just upgrade my car or I just get that pair of shoes, then I'll be happy. Yes. It's actually not. Yes. It's not. No. Yeah. Yeah. And that's the danger of like, like getting our identity from who we were or the things that we seem to find important. I think kids kind of force you to strip your life right back to the like essentials mm. and then really realize what's really important, you know, the your faith, your your relationships and really focus on those and and use yeah. those and to to redefine who you are. Most importantly in light of who he is, not who mm. we are, not in in light of what the world tells us we are or what we should be, which is really, really, really difficult, I think, if Mm. that's how you've lived your life for like the 25, 26, 30 plus years Mm. that you, you, like, before you had kids. Mm. Um, Yeah. It's, yeah, I guess dreams change, Mm. people change you know, desires change. What I wanted when I was 20 is not what I want when I'm 30. Mm. What I, were the places I wanted to go then different to the places I wanted to go when I got married, different to the places I want to go now. I'm different. I mm. change with time and I change with the seasons and I change with my experiences and with my happenings and with all my moments. The one constant in every single season is Christ. Mm. And he's the only person, the only the only one who can fill me with that gratitude and contentment wherever I am. Mm. And you just see some people who are just always content, regardless of, you know, the storm or the wave, regardless of regardless of what's hit them. And it kind of, you know, hit me once <laughs> how ungrateful I am. <laughs> um, at work, I was kind of complaining and I remember it was right before I turned 30 and I was just like, oh my goodness, I can't believe I'm turning 30. Like, I haven't done this, I haven't done this, and all of this, my life, and it's flashing before my eyes. And yes, I'm that dramatic all the time. <laughs> I was going to say, that is, it's true, it. that's what happens in my mind and sometimes spills out. And so one of my friends at work just looked at me and she's like, like, what do you mean? Like, you know, you're younger than me, you have a husband that loves you, you have a, a kid who's adorable and loves you. Like, all your family is in one place. Mm-hmm. You have a great job. Mm-hmm. And, like, she started listing all these things that I just, I didn't even see in my little cloud of selfishness. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. in my little bubble, I'm just like, me, 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 me. Mm-hmm. But even the blessings that were given to me, I couldn't appreciate Mm. and having it said to me so bluntly which has never happened nobody's ever said that everyone's just kind of like sympathetically Mm. nodded their head and patted (laughs) my back you know but having it heard back even you know even though that was just a fraction of everything he blesses me with Mm -hmm. every day but all I can see is me Mm. and it's it's I guess it's hard to focus on him when you can only see mm. yourself. But that's the aim. That's the goal. He is the one who can make me happy, make me truly joyful, whatever is happening around me. I could lose my job. I could 
lose my family. I could lose myself in the process. I could lose everything I love, everything tangible around me. But he is the one that remains. Mm -hmm. Mm. And, you know, you see it in scripture. You see it, Mm. you know, in the ages, across the years, all the saints. You see it with modern day heroes, people that are living around us Mm. who literally have had so much stripped away. And all you could think is, if that happened to me, I don't know how, Mm. you know, I don't know how you're so faithful. I don't know how you're so loving and grateful in this terrible season you're in. But it's because they're holding on to Christ. He is their constant. They can see it. They know it. They've accepted that and they're holding on to him. Mm. And I just need to do the same. Yes, I can grieve. I can grieve who I was. I can grieve all these lost dreams, but there will be new ones Mm. in motherhood. And motherhood, whether we like it or not, makes us a much better version Mm -hmm. of who we were before. Like, you know, you think about all the virtues that you're kind of swamped with learning in the first weeks, (laughs) even in pregnancy, you know, Mm. all these, like I would never have been so patient. I would have never been so prayerful. I would have like all these virtues that would have taken me my entire life to even get a taste of. And God is allowing me to kind of go through the fire, Mm -hmm. but get refined so quickly. Mm-hmm. And as hard as it is, this is a refining process. Yes, it's a season and it's hard to see what's beyond it. But whether I like it or not, I'm a better version of that person I'm grieving. Mm-hmm. So I think if we just keep Christ as kind of the lighthouse and that's the target, that's who we need to focus on, regardless of what's raging around us, I think that's the key to accepting everything else. Mm. kind of moving forward because mm. yeah. I always think what makes us different I feel like we struggle more than the previous generations oh. and I'm like why did they just do it so so like seamlessly and they just got on with it and they they migrated and then mm. they did it they lost yeah. their career they had to start from like very minor mm. jobs forgetting what they were like the, yes. the status they had and they worked for it and they worked for it so much harder over there yeah. um then we have it handed to us now but i think the main difference is that that we're looking around mm. and we're saying oh they're doing it better mm. oh look at the instagram feed or whatever yeah um and there's so much reason for us to feel down about what we are yeah. and how we're fulfilling this role uh, because of the comparison it always comes back to comparison I think in every stage of life Um, because that's the big factor that has changed the world essentially because everyone's looking at everyone it's not just the people next door it's not the grass is greener on the other side it's the grass is greener everywhere else (laughs) except for my lawn yeah Um, uh, because there's just too much to see uh, and to compare yourself against and again nobody's going to put the rubbish on online they're only going to show you the highlights of their month Mm. and and that's such a it's it's so it's like just everything's so uh superficial Mm. like when you're really comparing yourself to it yeah because they don't see what you don't see what happens in their home or what happened Mm. the the meltdown that happened in the you know in the car on the way to school or whatever it was Mm. everyone has it but um when you have this this bar and it's sort of 
it's unattainable to to meet that um, expectation in in every area. Like I have to be back to my my size oh, by yeah. by the christening. Oh, if it's a boy, yeah, yeah. good luck. <laughs> <laughs> One of the um, few times you're oh, thankful for that yeah. difference, right? <laughs> because we're, um, like it's. It, there's all these expectations we put on ourselves because, mm-hmm. and it's just so unnecessary. If we just close our ears to the noise and the nonsense, mm. then we will be in a state of contentment mm-hmm. much yeah. easier. And I think, um, like, that's a big thing as well. And then in terms of uh, the change in our social lives, so yeah, when you're married and you're working, you're not studying. And you're going to have kids. That is the most social time. Like, and mm. I think back and I think, oh, we should have gone out more. <laughs> we were just happy just in each other's company yeah. and it didn't, we didn't need to be anywhere. But when you, when you have kids, you realize like it just is, is safer and better for the sake of everyone that the child is in their bed. Mm. Um, if that works for you, if, if you want to do it differently, just go with it. But don't feel this expectation uh, just to get on with your social life mm. as if nothing mm. happened, like the Hawaii trip. Yeah. <laughs> Were you with other people as well? She we was with, with us and one yeah, of our other friends. one of our other wow, friends. <laughs> so our other friend, who I hope you're listening, <laughs> was the reason that we, got, it would be we okay. got conned. Yeah, because, you know... They were like, oh, don't worry. It'll be okay. We're all there. How bad could it be? And so we were just like, yeah, yeah, that's totally right. We're, we're clearly outnumbering How Ms. bad Bendy. could it be? Like poor Michael ended up, we were in an outlet and she wouldn't sleep all day. And she was just, she got to this point where, you know, newborn, no, overtired. No. It was just, oh, it was hysteria. Like I've never even seen. And so poor Michael, she could, she only slept in Michael's arms and he carried her with a thing around, like a, what's it it like called, a muslin, a muslin <laughs> over his arm and he held her for three hours <laughs> straight. He has a pretty comfy arm, I have to say. <laughs> and, you know, we tried to help him, like, you know, just put her in, like, oh, she's finally asleep, like, let's just go with <laughs> let's this. Let's go with it, yes. yeah. And I quickly shopped. Yeah. <laughs> but it was just, it, it, it was a disaster. Carry on. Yeah. It was, I don't recommend it to anybody <laughs> listening. Don't do it. I have to say, I thought you were a little bit crazy. And I was like, I'm not going to ruin your <laughs> very, very idealistic view of motherhood. <laughs> Maybe I should have. I wish you would have told me. I would have, I would have lost all that money but i think i think we needed to go through it was almost yeah, like yeah. a rude awakening yeah, yeah yeah because and no one can tell you yeah. i think that's the thing like i think even if i had said to you right no no you really have no yeah. idea you probably still would have been like no no i will just try it it'll yeah. be fine yeah. yeah yeah you need a voice of reason yeah, yeah. lucky my husband's very down to earth <laughs> he's uh very practical mm. like i'm the very excited like, let's <laughs> yeah. do it yeah he just sort of bring everything back. No, that's that's not reasonable. To reason. <laughs> no, it's not a good idea. So, uh, like, there was one point where I was pregnant with my second, and we and he had a, a business trip to Vegas, mm. and I, and I had Paul, so I had one, and, and I'm one pregnant. On the way, yeah. And then I said, "Yeah, I'll come with you." But I think I just had to manage my expectations mm. that we're not going to go out to the shows every night because we have a baby. Yeah, <laughs> right. So I was like, "Let's go to Jerry Seinfeld. Let's go to," and he's like. That's not going to happen. Yeah. <laughs> you know, we're going to come. You're going to have a nice time during the day. I'm going to be at the conference. But then 
don't expect to go to... We're not going to get a random babysitter in Vegas. Like, really. <laughs> so <Yeah>. once <laughs> you manage your expectations, you won't be so disappointed. Yeah. Now. And you say, okay, I'm still in a lovely place, yeah, you yeah. know, enjoying my, my time. Mm. But if I have this expectation that I'm still going to go out and, and, you know, yeah, yeah. Um, live the life that I once did as a young adult with no responsibilities, you're mm. going to be laid, let down and you're going to be in that constant cycle of disappointment. Mm. So I think in every area, whether it be your career, okay, even if it's on hold for a time and then you can do study later once mm. you have a more predictable schedule, like it will come. Uh, and if you need assistance, the, there are a lot of support yeah. lines. There are a lot of organisations that can help in different areas. Yeah. Um, but don't let all of those things sort of just overwhelm. Like I remember when with my second uh, child, like the midwife comes and visits you after four days or five days at home. And I promise if, if she'd come the day before, everything was fine. Mm. But this particular day she came, uh, Hope wasn't eating. She just wouldn't feed. Mm. Um, and then I'm like, oh, my gosh, I can't press it. Oh, I've forgotten how to do everything. Mm. She weighs her. She's lost weight. And, and she started stressing me out. And I was stressed mm. out. I'm like, but I've already done it before. Yeah. Um, uh, so you think, like, second time around it'll be fine. But no kidding, like, I, I saw a lactation consultant and everything was fine. Like... It was just because she came at that, that day, day, lack of sleep, she didn't eat, and so obviously you're just not doing it well, and mm. you get these negative thoughts, mm. and you have to push them out. Otherwise, yeah. if you entertain it, or if you let that, that thought settle, then you think about it, and you're up in the middle of the night, and I found, like, when you're breastfeeding in the middle of the night, or, or bottle feeding, or whatever it is, because you're sleep-deprived, and, and <laughs> you know your, your circadian rhythm's just out, and everything is just messed up. You start exaggerating thoughts. Yeah. Oh, big time. Everything's sure. catastrophic yes. in your mind yes. at that time. And then when you wake up in the morning, no, it's fine. It's going to be fine. <laughs> like, I just remember distinctly in the middle of the night, things would really just escalate in my mind. And so if you don't sort of just keep things in perspective, yeah. everything's like, the baby's going to be all right. Yeah. You know, if you don't change them right away, like, just be realistic be forgiving of yourself mm. and also of your children's behavior, especially when mm. they um, when they're still learning. Like I, I've always um, I've always read that with a child's misbehavior, they're in a process of learning. Mm. They don't know. They don't yeah. know how to control their emotions. Yeah. They don't know how to uh, respond appropriately. Sometimes mm. some of them are a bit. You know, it takes a bit longer for them to learn <laughs> than others, mm. but. Um, but I think we have to sort of accept it just as if it was like learning to ride a bike. They're still yeah. learning. Yes. Maybe if I think of it in that way, then I'll be more tolerant. Yeah. Um, and then you can sort of, yeah. you know, in, like you have a, a more pleasant demeanor. Mm. Everyone's happier if you're not so stringent with everything. Yeah. I've just found that and I have to keep reminding myself. Mm. Yeah. And I think if you've read parenting towards the kingdom that's like something he reiterates with every every kind of method he talks about in his book and he's like you know you have to think of the long-term goal even with something as simple as saying no to something before bedtime or having them brush their teeth or just yes you you're with them you understand the disappointment Mm. and the sadness and everything Mm. that comes with it because they don't know and they just want to give in to their lusts but if you give in to everything that they ask they will learn that that's okay later down the track to 
give in to your lusts and this is how I can this Mm. is how I get my way this is this is okay to Mm. want this and go out and get it even Mm. though it might not be good for me Mm. or appropriate just something else you touched on Therese when you were talking about our demeanor and kind of trying to parent our kid or our children I think if we're constantly focused on ourselves and how much of a burden we think motherhood is Mm. that's what's going to translate to our kids and that's Mm. what they're going to believe they Mm. are you know they're going to grow up thinking that I'm the reason mummy isn't an entrepreneur or I'm the reason you know mum couldn't do anything I'm the reason mum's really upset or and it becomes we might not see it straight away especially when they're young but kids pick up on things Mm. you know like if my two-year-old can appreciate that every time I leave I'm possibly going to work she can pick up on how I react to certain things or how I look at her or how I'm constantly complaining about what I can't do or what I can do that sort of thing like that will translate towards our kids and Mm. I think it also paints a very negative picture of parenthood to them and Mm. we might be creating more parents that Mm. are like that and not parents that are nurturing and kind of Mm. truly parenting towards the kingdom Mm. like I think Mm. that's that scares me you know in thinking if I'm not being intentional in my parenting if I'm not thinking about you know everything I once had then maybe I can actually show them or actually at least show them a bit of grace while I'm trying to learn how to be content Mm. or while I'm trying to fill myself with Christ or focus directly on Mm. him Mm. so I think that's also you know something to kind of push us in the direction of Mm. let's start focusing on Christ rather Mm. than ourselves I think if all we do in this life is raise a child to be God-fearing that's enough like there's a I may have mentioned it before but Mm. a quote by Andy Stanley he says uh, you know your biggest contribution to the kingdom might not be something you do but someone you raise Mm. and I really like if that is all I do to the best of my ability I'm just this you know martyr of a parent if I'm a mum that truly sacrifices and I can show my kids Christ and I can lead them to him I can kind of put them in his hands Mm. then I've done I've done enough Mm. and you know we're constantly thinking but you know like I want to be a missionary here I want to serve here I want to change the world but we are we're Mm. changing their world Mm. like what if I wasn't around what if they didn't have parents who loved Christ like Mm. would they even get to know him Mm. and I really believe if that's all we do even if that means sacrificing a few dreams along the way dreams change other dreams will come I think that's that's all that God can ask of Mm. me in this life and, and it's such a great thing. Yeah, mm. exactly. You know, to contribute that. Mm. It's a, a huge person. blessing, yeah. Mm. To feel mm. like you're doing something for the kingdom in itself. Like, it's mm. just like, God is somehow using me. Mm. He doesn't need me. I know that. But he's 
he's using me as such a vital part mm. of this young child's life and he's mm. he's granted them to me <laughs> like yeah. out of yeah. everyone I know. to me and so i think like personally i need to start taking that a bit more seriously mm. but i think if if i've been given such a delicate responsibility like he hasn't given me you know a pet fish he's given me his child mm. to try and nurture and try and introduce them to him then i i need to be better and not so self-centered mm. and i know it's hard and i know it's really like i i know because i'm speaking from experience it's so hard letting go of certain dreams and certain desires and certain whatever it is uh, it's so hard to let go of the person i once was mm. but i say dreams change because you don't know what you'll pick up you know in the middle of the night while you're bottle feeding or breastfeeding you don't know what you're going to come across you don't know what you're going to read you don't know what's going to touch your heart in a way while you're trying to kill time with your kids or while your kids sleep you don't know the doors that god will open mm. for you it might be something you never thought in a million years you could do and all of a sudden this is your new career or you know you've completely changed perspective in a certain kind of category mm. i put in inverted comments you don't you don't know what doors god has mm. kind of waiting for you but if i'm so focused on myself i'm not going to see these other doors opening i'm just going to keep focusing on what was and this is where i need to be mm. but you know, it might not be the case for everyone. Mm, definitely. I think there's also a big, um, like I heard, uh, again, Father Anthony, mm. uh, he talked about, I think it was the four C's. I can't remember all of them. My memory's really bad. <laughs> uh, but one of them was complaining. Mm. And he said that we don't often think of complaining as a sin. We don't. Because it's something we just do. Yeah. Right? Yeah. yeah. Um, and it's true. He like, and then in a different talk, I heard somebody say, "When was the last time you complained? Was it a month ago? You can't really remember what day of the week it was. Was it this morning at your spouse for doing something insignificant and unimportant? Was it in this room because maybe the temperature wasn't right? Or was it because of like you know the coffee machine was out or whatever, whatever it is. We're in, uh, I don't know. I think we're just in a society because of this instant gratification yeah. and." Because of this, I don't know, like, we want to get everything but do very little. Mm. We want to get the best pay but do it from mm. our, you know, from our lounge room. And we just want everything for nothing. And it's just what the way we've been raised, unfortunately, mm. especially the next generation as well. And our children are mm. in, they've only seen that world. So if we are, like, just constantly feeding these complaints, just whether it's when we're speaking with our spouse or when we're with a friend and we're saying, oh, you know, the kids did this and that, and it's all negative, mm. they're only going to hear that, and that's going to be noise that's clouding their yeah. their judgment of the world on this, like that there is no beauty, there is no uh, nothing positive in it. It's always going to be uh, like an upward struggle, mm. if that's the right way to put it. Um, if you think everything's negative, unless you make it positive, mm. you know. And I, I had caught up with a friend once, and she was saying that, um, you know, she's just used to other parents complaining about their kids. And she had this one particular example of someone who didn't. And it was so refreshing mm -hmm. to her that 
like you know the kids were playing up but but she didn't complain mm. you know because she realizes this is just what they do and you mm. accept that and if you don't have this expectation that they're not going to play up and they're not gonna you know mess around then you are at peace and you can maintain your 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 contentment mm. and your joy like like you were saying mm. marina yeah. uh in the day because it's not dependent on how your children behave or mm. how they don't mess up their clothes or if you know <laughs> yeah yeah so i think it's really important to sort of train ourselves and i find it really difficult um but not to complain not to compare and mm. just to be content in the moment mm. okay like i'm here with my kids and Whatever it is, I, like I, I love to have free days on the weekend just to do whatever around the house mm. and just to be, you know, and it's how we grew up and, mm. and it wasn't a go, go, go every weekend there was something mm. happening and you learn to, to get along and that's how they learn to fill their time themselves and if you're always entertaining them, they're going to have that expectation mm. um, and I think it's really important just to sort of set that tone for them when they're younger so their expectation isn't so high mm. otherwise they're going to also fall into that um mm. that pitfall of complaining mm. about everything on board or whatever mm. um which is yeah and there's a lot like like not just from a christian point of view but like in the secular world mm. about that you know the concept of one complaining and two letting kids be bored and not mm. constantly feeling like you have to stimulate them yeah. so and i think you know we've fallen prey to that as much as yes anyone else but when you were talking about you know you're you know not letting your mood your joy i guess be dominated by your kids it's actually so true i think sometimes mm. we forget that our kids are not an extension of ourselves and we place on them like the same expectations we have of us and so mm. if they behave like a child which they are then we're automatically disappointed and frustrated and how could you do that you know and you get so like worked up or if they make you like if they do something and someone kind of goes oh like you you worry about other people's perceptions of them I think it's very easy to take that like personally and then you get frustrated and because you're frustrated you take it out on them but they're not they, they are not an extension of ourselves and they're not who we are like they're not a reflection of who we are mm. in some ways like mm. in in the specific way that y- you know their their behavior doesn't reflect on who you are as a person in that they're just doing things that a normal kid would do and i think once you kind of realize that mm. it definitely will change your approach a mm. little bit it has for me anyway trying to remind mm. myself of that mm. it's hard um but just going back, so like, what are some things that you guys f- kind of found helped you redefine yourselves, redefine your identity after you became a mom? Um, so I guess for me, I think the big thing, like I said before, was tapping into a hobby mm. that I really never had the chance to do mm. before. Mm. You know, like being a bit more creative. Mm. Uh, you know, I had always kind of wanted to get into something creative back in the day and that was always kind of a distant goal and obviously life and work and everything just Mm. took that away Mm. and I never grieved that because you know this is just how it is and then once I became a mum I think the only way to be able to rediscover myself kind of sounds a bit cheesy but it's true the only the only Mm. kind of way that I 
knew how to bring a little bit more of that zest that I had before, that zest for life and that desire for Christ was to tap into something I once loved and to remind myself that I have gifts that he's blessed me with that I can use Mm -hmm. and I don't need to be focused on just one or two things that I had before when I have this new you know looking back you realize I actually had this new light coming into a a previous hobby as a Mm mum I I just I had so much more appreciation for it the time I got to spend doing it was just like just bliss Mm. and it was just this this kind of happiness that came from doing something that I did think I loved before but I think I loved it even more Mm. in this season being able to do something that reminded me of something I used to like Mm but I was just able to do it so much better and with Mm. so much more heart and with so much more, I guess, passion and I guess a bit more of a appreciation, not, not just for the, the hobby, but for God, for allowing me to have that opportunity again Mm. and to be able to dedicate something else to him and glorify Mm. him in a different way. And I think for me, it was hobbies, and that's actually how I kind of rekindled that love for God again as a mum because I had lost that for so long. And so that was that was the kind of defining point for me. And right now, it's just, it's just, you just think, if I can get so disappointed for something that's completely out of my control... Gosh, like if God looked at me that way every time I stuffed up (laughs) or if if he got frustrated or told me I was a burden when I did Mm. things wrong or, you know, turned his face away when I didn't fulfill something that he desired of me, like where would I be? Mm. Like we're here for something bigger and our kids are part of that plan like they're part of my salvation plan they're part of their own salvation plan and if god can have that grace on me every single time Mm. every single minute i stuff up like i don't know like how, how can i then turn around and say look what i have but i want what i had Mm. Like, yes, it's nonsense. And it it's again, yeah. it's it again, saying it is so much easier. And you have days, and it's okay to need a minute. It's okay to need a timeout. It's okay to kind of lose it because we're human. We are not God. We are nowhere mm. near like it, it, that pure or that mm. we're not sinless. We're here in our fallen state, and it's okay. But if I can get to the end of the day on my knees and say like please just use me or convert all the badness from today (laughs) and somehow use it for good Mm. because if if that if that minute then brings me to my knees then it was worth it yeah but if it brings me to a point where I'm just 
despairing mm. everything that I had before and just hating on everything I have now, then I've really just stepped mm. so far back <laughs> mm-hmm. past who I was and into a, a place I I hope I don't fall into. Mm. Yeah, I think the hobbies is a, is a really important thing. And just to have something for you. Mm. Yes. Just, okay, like the kids, thank God, they have an early sleep time. Like, I think God made it so that we have our free time. <laughs> yeah. um, and I've never been a fan of sleeping early because I'm like, no, no, no. Yeah, you know, yeah. now, now it's my time. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know, and so if you find something, whether it be attending Bible studies mm-hmm. or, you know, catching up with, with your friends or with your sisters or your, your, your family or whatever, and just having adult conversation in in your own mm. your own you know capacity, and it's it's just you now. Yeah. You know mm-hmm. you're not wiping up after anyone, and you can just be yourself and and just mm. have that break, and you come back so refreshed. Yeah. Like even if it's just once a month, mm. organize a date night, uh, get a babysitter or a family to look after the little ones just while they're sleeping, and then you go out and you think, oh. You know, it's okay. We don't really need to. We'll be mm. all right. We're at home anyway. But just going out yeah, and being in a different place, yeah. ordering wine or whatever. Yeah, yeah. And just having that time just for yourselves um, uh, is, I think it's really important. And it just sort of, um, like everyone has a different capacity for yeah. it. Yes. Um, uh, and so it's important, not, again, not to compare mm. because different people have different help mm. available to them. So sort of accept your, um, just pray for the grace to accept the situation you're in and you work with that. But mm. it's really, really important, I believe, to have that time to yourself. Whether you wake up early and have go for a run yeah. or uh, go to an exercise class mm. a couple times a week mm. or whatever. Um, and it doesn't have to take away from your family time. You shouldn't feel yeah. it's a burden because you're benefiting yourself. So you can be a better you yeah. uh, for your family. Take up a, a hobby, learn an instrument, you know, because <laughs> um, there is time. Like yeah. once the, especially when they're young, there is like a good number of hours in the evening where you could be revived or, you know, in the service at church, you could be a part of that. And so I found that um, uh, being a part of the youth service, I've, I think I forgot, like it was so long ago. I'm not <laughs> Uh, really long ago so being a part of that in service like in a different uh, capacity sort of makes you feel you know uh, reconnected to what was an interest to you and and you can now you know shed light on the challenges that others are going through because you went through that and now you know you're at the next stage but you can see it from a different perspective and just Mm provide that support Mm. um so i found that that was helpful uh just serving the youth um and exercise i think it's really important just Mm. to um create uh, a routine so habits are a big thing uh and so i just heard something uh recently about like especially with mothers like whenever you get a free moment what is it that you run to and it's like a crutch like that is sort of like when you feel like you're you've had enough I'm done with this parenting mm. thing. Um, what do you run to? Is it is it the chocolates in the cupboard like we all do? <laughs> yeah. um, or is it something like, you know, you run to speak to someone that's going to lift you up? Yeah. Or are you going to call someone so that you can just complain about it? Yeah. Um, or is it like you go and, and 
put it out in like put that steam off in uh, exercise. Mm. So you sort of, I think it's important to realize what it is. Uh, it could be spending, like mm. it's an outlet. <laughs> it is, and I'm saying all these things because they're very relevant. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, uh, it's like public confession. Yeah. Um, uh, but there's all these things that could be like not a big deal, and then there's things that could be destructive long term. Mm. Mm. Um, so I think we have to identify what it is that we do use as our crutch um, and then try to turn it to good. So mm. use it as a time to pray uh, yeah. or a time to sort of connect with people, like-minded people. Uh, like coming back to that social thing, I think it's important to sort of reevaluate as well because your, your, your friends change and you see you want to be surrounded by people that have the same uh, views mm. and the same perspective or the same expectation of this stage of life and mm. you surround yourself with that and then that is a support to you rather than a burden mm. again because of the comparison so um just always think like yeah i think often during this journey because it's the next stage um like once you enter parenting um that part of life you have to sort of reevaluate lots of things mm. um including the the company that you surround yourself with mm. and how much time you spend online. Cause I think like all the social media, it can be great and it can be helpful. There's a lot of parenting tips and stuff, mm. but if you find like, you have to think about yourself, if you find that it's just creating these negative thoughts and, mm. and just bringing you down, then just cut it off. Like mm. it's not helping you just get rid of it. And think of all the time you'll have. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. you can true. learn an instrument. Yeah. <laughs> read a book. Who yeah. knows? Read a book. I yeah. love reading text. Like a proper book book, not just I know. audible. I know. I know. It's not actually having a physical copy. Yes. But I think the idea of, or the point that you made about filling your own tank, I think mm. that's a huge one. Because I know for me, and the other thing as well that I'll mention is there was someone who kind of reached out and they said something that was hurting them was seeing how easy, again in inverted commas, it looked like their husband had it and how he got to do his work and go serve and do whatever he wants and it felt like she didn't have the same kind of opportunity. So I think two things. One, talking to your husband about that makes a huge difference because I know I did that and it yeah. seemed on the, on the, kind of on mm. the forefront that, you know my husband could do everything he, yeah he can and i i wasn't hearing his struggles mm. but i also wasn't voicing Yours. the things that was going you know yeah. everything that was going on in my head and as soon as that came out and we had that conversation we you know it came from him and he now sets aside time for me to fill my tank mm. and he's constantly pushing me and encouraging me to try new things and mm. do something I'm uncomfortable with and to not be so we always I, I, I know I do it all the time but I feel guilty before I even do yeah. anything and I'm like but if I leave for a second yeah. the whole world's yeah. gonna the whole collapse. world's gonna collapse like mom guilt it's real I know so even real. before anything happens and I've I've guilt tripped myself in out of absolutely everything I want to do before I've even tried mm. And he's constantly quoting this thing. I don't know where he got it from, but he's constantly saying, if you want something you never had, you have to do something you've never done. Like, you want... I'm like, that's it's really true. great in, in theory. <laughs> and I'm like, that's true. And he's he's constantly kind of encouraging me to 
kind of push myself outside of my comfort zone. I'm like, I'm comfortable up until this point of guilt, but just like try it and see everything Mm. will be okay Mm. and nothing's going to kind of (laughs) collapse and we'll be fine. And so I think talk to your significant other and find that balance. Mm. Put aside that time to fill your own tank, whatever it is, whether it means you're out for half an hour every day to do a specific class or go to the gym or go for a run or go for a walk or go shopping or go to a cafe by yourself Mm. or just anything. If it's, if you just set aside that time and you guys can both agree Mm. to a certain kind of self care, um, time slot, time slot, I think that can make a huge difference Mm -hmm. and it might stop us from, getting to that point where everything then feels burdensome and I need to just leave Mm. and I Mm. need to just get away. Maybe if I do that preemptively, I won't get to that point where I'm just, you know. Yeah. Over it. Over it, yeah. Mm. Yeah, I think it's really important to speak up. Mm. Like, because it's in any situation in a relationship, like if you're not voicing your thoughts they, they've got no responsibility to read your yes. mind. They, they don't. Oh, and often they're... That's the expectation. That's though. my expectation. 100%. 100% my expectation. But you're right. Like, how are they so to know? know? Yeah. How they don't know. And it can be uncomfortable. But mm. then when you think, oh, maybe it'll fix this. Mm. Just do it. Yeah. And, it's and not good. when you're upset. Yes. yes. No, don't do that's that. That's not going to help. No. <laughs> Um, but it's also good to hear their side. Like, what are yeah. they struggling with yeah. and then how can we support each other? Because mm. I I wouldn't have known mm. if yeah. I didn't then open up. Because in my mind, I'm like, I can't believe it. This, yeah. da, da, da. this is the picture I've painted, but it's not true. Yes. So I think it's important to kind of support each other in this new season. Because it's new for everyone, yeah, everyone. Mm. not yeah. just me. It might seem like it's just me, but it's, it's, it's not hard on yeah. both. And I think you both have a responsibility towards each other mm. and towards your child to mm. help each other through it mm. yeah and I think uh like one thing that I I actually heard it from someone who wasn't Christian or anything but she found that every morning if she had positive affirmations mm. she would have a better better day. outlook on the day so mm. she would wake up and she'd say I am strong I am you know kind I, I am a good parent and that mm. sort of thing so I'm not saying you should wake up and say that to <laughs> if it works go for it yeah um otherwise um there is a prayer like you can just sort of say you know please god i'm a, a, a parent i need your help mm. please put your mm. grace on me so that i can perform this well yeah you know because otherwise if you wake up in just frazzled and, and, and you know the day starts off like that it's very easy to be reactive mm. um uh, so you just sort of we all just pray and we just, mm. yeah, you know, leave it to him. And our positive affirmation is that I am the daughter of mm. the Most High, mm. the All-Powerful and the All-Knowing. And if he's all-knowing and his, his mighty love can do absolutely anything, mm. then he can use me and help me through mm. this day, who he, he will probably find quite simple to do. So mm. I, my... I think the thing that I can wake up with is I'm his. Like, mm. that is my truth. Mm. Like, whatever comes, I'm his. So he can yeah. deal with it because yeah. I know I can't. Mm. Mm. 100%. Um, I think we've covered a lot today. Um, as always, if you guys have any questions, you can reach us at the mommy 
underscore village. The underscore mommy. Underscore, underscore village, village. <laughs> um, on Instagram or just mommy um, on Facebook. Um, I think hopefully today's brought up a lot of like discussion points for people and things to reflect on. So please take the time to do that and like talk to your friends, support each other, let them know that you're not alone in how you feel or how they feel. Um, and if again, as always, if there's anything you guys want to talk about or um want to hear covered please just let us know or if you want to share resources with us if you want to share things that worked for you that helped you find um yourself again after having kids please just reach out and let us know and we'll share it um it could always be totally anonymous Mm -hmm. never any pressure to share um who you are and what you think just Mm -hmm. the what you think part (laughs) Mm um yeah yeah and even if it's just to reach out and tell us you know how hard you're finding it mm. and share your struggles with us like mm. a, we would we'll definitely listen, listen mm. and we'll appreciate knowing that we're not alone yes. um mm. because it can also feel mm. it feels like that for everyone yeah thank you therese so much for joining mm-hmm. us today thank you it's been so nice it has, <laughs> yeah. it really has. it's been well, nice to see you too i know, yes. I, know. <laughs> I think it's been how many yeah oh, a long time it's been a privilege <laughs> thank you so much Um, And thanks for listening again, guys, and we'll catch you next time. Bye.